the Bible Study Podcast, episode 171. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of money. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. This is part seven in a study on money. If you have not heard the other six parts, they do build one upon the other. So I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those. We're going to start in this particular episode with Luke chapter 12, verses 29 through 34. What we've looked at so far is we've looked at the Bible's perspective on money, the Bible's perspective on being rich, the problem with money, whether being blessed means making more money, all of those sort of things. What we're going to look at today is we're going to look at where our treasure is. And this is probably the most definitive verse dealing with that or set of verses. And this is how it goes. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. There's a lot of depth in this set of verses, these five, six verses here. And so let's look at it a bit. First of all, it deals with worry. Do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. And we talked a little bit about contentment in an earlier episode, so I'm not going to get into that particular theme. But we do spend a lot of time, I don't know about you, but I do spend a lot of time, maybe I should put that in the first person, I do spend some time worrying about money. Now I left my day job in January, as you know, and as I've talked about in this session on money, and probably my biggest worry right now is, can I make a go of what I'm doing right now as a business, or is this a career break? And so... This is a verse that is hard to do because we need to spend some time thinking about money. We need to spend some time planning and such, but it says, don't be running after such things. In fact, your father knows what you need. So it says, if we seek his will in situations, if we seek his kingdom, then these other things will be added. So the question is not, as I look at my new career status or as you look at your life, the question is not, What can I do to make the most money? The question is not, how can I get a good job? The question is, what does God want me to do? What are God's plans for my life? And that's the thing that we should be prayerfully considering. That may not lead to the best job, the best being the one that makes the most money. That may not lead to the prestige job. That may not lead to a lot of things. But what it says is that our Father knows what we need. And so if we're seeking his will, he'll take care of those things when we're focusing on the most important thing. And the most important thing is his kingdom. Now, what does that mean, his kingdom? In a kingdom, you don't vote. I think of the old Monty Python routine. How did you get to be king then? I don't remember voting for you. This is a place where God's rule is preeminent, where God's wishes, where God's word is the law. And so what it says is if we seek after a place where we are doing what God desires, then God who knows our desires will provide for us. 
Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. There's a passage in Pilgrim's Progress. I don't know if you've read that book. It's one of the most popular books ever written in English, but it's a little hard read these days. It's written in a 16th century language. But there's a section where Pilgrim, who is making his progress towards the celestial kingdom, towards the celestial city, comes across the muckraker. And the muckraker is somebody who is raking through the muck, through the mire, to try and find something of value. And what he does not see, because he does not look up, is that he is being offered a celestial crown. Because his eyes are focused in the wrong place, he misses a treasure. And so instead, he is always short of something. He is always looking for things and finding things of little value because his focus is wrong. And I think that's what this section is about here. Do not be afraid, little flock. Your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. How much greater is that than any treasure that we may be seeking after? So instead, it says, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted. I have not sold everything I have and given to the poor. I try and support the poor, but these are tough verses. But what it's saying is our focus shouldn't be on treasure here because treasure here is temporary and treasure here is fragile. Where thieves come near and moth destroys. Instead, store up for yourself treasures in heaven because where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So what it's saying is we are defined by what we value and we work after what we value. So if we value God's kingdom, God's will being done, it will make us one sort of person. But if we seek after treasure here, it will make us a different person. A couple other sets of verses here. Let's go to Proverbs. This is Proverbs 23 verses four and five. Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Have the wisdom to show restraint. Cast but a glance at riches, and they are gone, for they surely will sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. This is, again, looking at the temporary nature of riches. And remember, I was one of those paper millionaires, and I've seen my riches take wings and fly away before. And yet, even when my paper riches went away and the dot-com bubble burst, I knew that I was still a rich person, because all that God had given me, not necessarily materially... What this is reminding us is don't wear yourself out to get rich. It's not saying don't work hard. It's not saying don't try hard. But what it's saying is show a little restraint. And then lastly, Matthew 16. Matthew 16, verses 24 through 28 says this. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come into his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. I tell you the truth, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom." I'm not sure why we don't use this verse as part of our membership drive at our churches, but it doesn't seem like we do. This is obviously a difficult verse, and think of how 
strange this verse must have sounded to people who had no idea why Jesus would be talking about a cross. It's strange to us, but stranger to them, because they're picturing Jesus, who is coming as a conquering king, and he is coming to conquer over sin and death via the cross, which is not what they expected. I don't know if you've seen the movie called A Man for All Seasons, based on the life of Thomas More. Now, Thomas More was an advisor of King Henry VIII, and was later executed by Henry VIII because he did not support Henry VIII and his divorce. Well, someone perjured himself, at least in the movie version of this, to give testimony against Thomas More to say that he had said explicitly something about the king, that he ex- explicitly spoken against the king, when Thomas More instead had not, at least according to, again, to the movie version. And when Thomas faces that accuser, he notices that he's wearing a new badge that symbols that he has been put in charge of portions of Wales. And he quotes this verse and says, What profits a man that he gains the whole world and loses his soul? But for Wales? And that's obviously meant to be an amusing portion in the movie. But there is a question here in terms of where again is our priority? Is our priority picking up our cross and following Jesus? What does that mean? Is our priority to follow Jesus wherever it leads, whatever the cost? Or are we giving that in exchange for what? And what this verse says is even if that what is the whole world we're getting sold short. We're like the people who sold the island of Manhattan for a few beads, at least according to the apocryphal story. We're getting cheated because we don't understand the value of what we have, or we don't understand the value of what we've been given. And so I would encourage you to lay up your treasures in heaven and to spend your life prayerfully considering what God would have you do. I'm going to end this show a little differently after I stop talking. I'm going to have a song that I wrote called Long-Term Investment that is based on that first verses there from Luke. But for now, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have questions, feel free to send them to host at the Bible Study Podcast or post them as a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And remember, you can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And thanks so much for listening. My financial advisor came over last night and talked about how we could save. Two kids and college funds, break out the savings bonds, don't forget the 401k. But I've got long-term investments, building up a treasure where the moth and rust won't go. Long-term investments, forget about annuities, banking on eternity. Long-term investments, building up a treasure where the moth and rust won't go. My principal, it is protected. The highest interest is projected. You should know the yields expected. But it's comforting to know that Jesus saves. An IRA and SEP 
do not mean the same to me. My 401k could go away, but the love of my Savior is here to stay. I've got my savings account and I'm doing fine, but my hope is in the one to turn water to wine. He is still the greatest. He is still the greatest. He is still the greatest change machine. My financial advisor came over last night. We talked about how we could save. Two kids on the college funds, break out the savings bonds. Don't forget the 401k. But I've got long-term investments. Building up a treasure where the moth and rust won't go. Long-term investments. Forget about annuities, banking on eternity. Long-term investments. Building up a treasure where the moth and rust won't go. My principal, it is protected. The highest interest is projected. But you should know the yield's expected. But it's comforting to know that Jesus saves. But it's comforting to know that Jesus saves. I found myself on a ledge, three stories high, at some condominiums, contemplating my life and struggling to understand my purpose. Have you ever found yourself on the ledge? My name is Billy Yates. I'm a caring father, mentor, and friend in my new podcast, Billy and the Goat. I share the life-changing events that shaped who I am today to remind you that no matter how far you've fallen, God can help you get up and thrive. Listen now at lifeaudio.com.